M. Rossiano. The conspiracy theories are off their tits. And you know I love conspiracy theory. I mean, fact. And Michael Lucas. My body did less great things, but it still did the job. <laughs> this is M. Salation. So the algorithms really know me. I feel so seen. I got an Apple News alert about the syphilis outbreak. They really get me. You're in M. Salation. Well, hello there, good looking. Welcome to Insulation with M. Rossiano. I am said M. Rossiano. Hey, good looking. You better bet I'm doing this. What you got cooking? Uh, how about cooking? Sing it with me. Something up with me. Now, that's ironic considering a confession I have to make to you in a couple minutes. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'll be your spiritual guide for the next 40 or so minutes. Who am I? Well, I'm M. Hey, I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm a writer, I'm a singer, I'm a maximalist power queen, I have three spawn, I have a husband, I have three dogs, I try my best most of the time, (laughs) I'm a sweaty mess. But I got given this little podcast by Spotify and you're here, so things are going okay. Uh, Soon I'll be, I'm getting nervous about my confession, that has to do with cooking, Soon I'll be joined, though, by my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter Michael Lucas, and together we dissect the things that have tickled our fancies during the week. Mm, tickled our fancies. Hey, here's my confession. You know, because I said it had to do with a song I sang at the start. Don't be mad. You're going to be mad at me. Don't be mad. Okay, don't be mad. So Celebrity MasterChef is happening, obviously. A lot of you sent me messages saying, Em, this is it. This is, this is the moment because, you know, I, I refuse to do reality TV because I've already done it. I did Australian Idol 16 years ago. I don't need to do it again. But there was always a couple exceptions. RuPaul's Drag Race and MasterChef. So Joel Creasy rang me and he said, Em, I heard they're doing Celebrity MasterChef. This was like ages ago because he knows everyone. Most well-connected man in showbiz, Joel Creasy. And I go, oh, my God. So I called my manager, Nick, and I said, Nick, can you ask Channel 10 if I'm allowed to do Celebrity MasterChef, please? I'd really like to do it. And he's like, yeah, cool. So Nick ran Channel 10. He's like, hey, dudes, Em would love to do Celebrity MasterChef. And Channel 10 were all like, yeah, we'd love to have her. So then Nick called me back and he's like, guess what? They want to have you on Celebrity MasterChef. And I was like, cool, bananas. And I hung up the phone. And then the panic set in. Then I started just sweating and like, Stayed up all night, worrying, because I can't follow recipes. Like, unless every single challenge is an invention test, I'm screwed. I can't follow recipes. And when I'm in the kitchen, I've got to hold wine. I sing very loudly. Sometimes I've got my top off because I get sweaty. It's just in my bra. Like, it's a whole thing. And I just don't think Australia's ready for me in the kitchen. And what if I let Jock down? What if Melissa Leung... Tasted my food with her perfectly formed, beautiful strawberry lips with that amazing tasting technique. And what if she put my food in her mouth and then looked up and couldn't hide the disappointment on her stunning face? I want to survive. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I would be happy to be involved in the show say like, you know, is it the gantry that runs above, like the catwalk that people stand up on and watch? I could be like the celebrity hype woman. Hype woman? Yeah, like I could stand on the top and be like, I mean, who are they going to have on there? Ding dong. Ding dong dries down. Go ding dong. Good water water boiling. Good ding dong. Mix harder. Mix harder, mate. Like I could do that. If they would hire me as the gantry hype lady, 
me born for that role. So I said, no, please don't be mad. I said, no. I rang Nick back and I said, Nick, I can't do it. I'm panicking. Can you please let Channel 10 know? I'm so, so sorry. I know I asked to do it and they were nice enough to say yes, but now I'm backing out. So that's my story. I'm so sorry. I know, I know you're like M, but just trust me. I'm going to watch season one and see how like hectic it is and assess if anyone there is worse than me. And then maybe I'll do season two if they'll have me back. I hope I haven't upset them. Anyway, that's, that's what I had to confess to you. All right. It's probably time, probably time that I bring Michael Lucas in. If you're a Victorian pal, hey, hey, what's, what's going on for us? Not much. Oh, just a few coronavirus cases. Michael and I talk about that a bit. Look, it's not great. It's not great when they list the MCG as an exposure site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. Let's just take one day at a time, guys. We've done this before. We can do it again. Michael and I will tap into that. Uh, we also talk Eurovision. We talk about our new favourite thruple involving Rita Ora. Rita Ora. What else do we talk about? Did I say Eurovision? Eurovision. Oh, my God, my memory is so bad. I can't even remember three seconds ago. And the controversy around Italy, which I secretly love. And uh, he's obsessed with some singer. Olivia Rodriguez, Michael is obsessed with her. She's 17. I can't take her on. I see her. I'm happy for her. I wish her success. But I cannot, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to accept a new singer into my life, especially if she's like someone I could have birthed. My my kids can love her. That's cool. She's great. I mean, she's amazing. She had that song about the car, the license, the L plates. I don't know. It's massive. I think she's like my kids' generation, poppy Disney Alanis Morissette, I think, having not listened to much of the album. (laughs) So we talk about that. All right, I'll bring him in now. Thanks for being here. Thanks for choosing us. And make sure you listen at the end because I've got some exciting things to invite you in on. We're bringing you in. We're joining the community. I'm giving you some spots, some things, some hangouts, some friends. That makes no sense. It will at the end. Okay, play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Welcome, Michael Lucas. Thank you very much, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Giggling Ben. <laughs> we would like to tell you that there was no technical hitches, but we've just discovered the dodgy connection my father ordered online to help us have multiple connections to the computer was stuffing the whole recording up. So... <laughs> Totally on brand for my dad, though. And good on theme for dodgy Italians, which will become part (laughs) of the podcast episode. I mean, dodgy or brilliant, but we'll get to that. Look, obviously the first thing we do need to talk about, oh, Melbourne, 15 confirmed coronavirus cases uh, today as of, I don't know, 10.30 this morning. I'll have to buy everyone a slap. New restrictions, Michael, and I'm going to call it Unicorn of Death is trotting out of the stable. Oh, she is. <laughs> she is doing equestrian jumps at the moment. Mm-hmm. Nay! <laughs> there we go. Um, here she is. We're going to do a snap lockdown this week. Even more tragically, the magical Unicorn seahorse. Of, um, seahorse of Hope. Seahorse of Hope's not even. Enchanted Seahorse of Hope. Enchanted, yeah. yeah I'm not even not. going for a swim. I'm not even coming out. I'm just seeding. Really? I'm seeding. I think we're a lockdown. I think, can't seahorses have sex with themselves? So at least you've got things oh, to do. Oh, entertainment. <laughs> Absolutely. He'll be right for the four days. <laughs> yeah, I think this is honestly happening. And I do feel my daughter had a 21st to go to. And the theme was this great nostalgic theme of 2000s. Oh, my God, we're so old. Well, that was a harbinger of doom right there. 
I'm glad this party isn't going ahead. On the upside, mm. Brett Sutton's facial hair is at the perfect level. He's We're back. so yeah, he's so back. He's so back, and there's no Dan to stand in his way. There's no Dan. There's no. And to, to my knowledge, we haven't got our favourite Oslan interpreter back yet. I'm so, sure he'll be there. Oh, and they can be. both lead us. I demand it. But listener Chloe has sent us a message after seeing Brett on the telly this morning, and she said. Just watching this press conference with Brett, do you think he's had some Botox? That forehead is looking smooth and dewy this morning. <gasps> I don't think so. No, nah, I don't feel oh, like I think it's the glow of power. and I. But also he's got spectacular skin. I've always noticed it. It's one of his – It's the, that is the unique combo, and I, I really have thought about it a lot. It is the salt and pepper hair matched with the really unbelievable olive skin is, mm. is really what gives you the Sutton special combination. Well, last week you forgot his name, so I see. <laughs> I know, I Fickle, see but now. tell you what, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> what a fickle mistress Michael Lucas is. But, yeah, no, he's here and one of us has a tour kicking off in about nine days in Adelaide who have since come forward and said that uh, any Victorians venturing in from certain locales must isolate for 14 days, which would pretty much wipe out my tour. And I can't stop that. I do have a TV show that is in pre-production next week and it's the same TV show that was shut down for months and months and months last year. Oh, I'm so sad for you. So sorry. Sorry. (laughs) So sad for you. Gee, that must be horrible to still get paid even if it doesn't go ahead. (laughs) Some of us are facing complete financial ruin if they can't get their show on the road. They've put thousands of dollars into pre-production and advertising. Yeah, nah, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, the entire operation falls on my shoulders. You have the backing of a giant network, two giant networks, but it's the same. I, I mean, you must feel the same. You must feel the same stress that I do in panic. That if we entered a state, and all of a sudden there was another kind of incident, and then all of a sudden my band are away from their families for a fortnight, I have to pay for their accommodation and their food. I have to pay their daily fees. That's no, good. It's good. And, and this I have is the, the children to worry about, of course. <laughs> This is the thing and the reality of being in the arts industry. And I've come around to, initially I was a bit weird about talking about it because I think people view the arts as a hobby, but I won't do that anymore. This is terrifying if your income is touring. And also you've got to think about my touring company, all the crew, all the venues who have hired staff to be there that weekend, all the catering, the merch, everything. There is 200 people minimum that are affected by this. The audience get their tickets back but no one gives a shit about us. The airfares are non-refundable too. So we've already booked all the airfares for the whole trip. So there's a touring party of 15. So it's, you know, I don't know, 40 airplane flights that I don't get reimbursed for. We get credits. Ace! (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really just trying to remain positive. Thank God I'm medicated. And Um, (laughs) on the bright side, yeah. I didn't. I had. I thought the second part of the sentence would come to me, and it didn't come to me. I'm really sorry. I'm sure it'll be okay. I'm sure. I think a snap. It'll be a snap. It'll be four days. Yeah, but we have to get it under control. And the other states are so dumpy; they pre-ejaculate all over us. <laughs> There's no foreplay. They don't wait. It's like it's over. Sorry, you can't come in. Sorry, you've got to stay. So it's like whatever, guys. Just of course, of course, we've been clear, 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 clear for months. It's totally fine. And then this bitch wants to go on the road for the first time in two years. She's waited two years. Sure, let's have it. Let's get some idiot went to the MCG. Positive. 
Like, just the G. Guys, don't worry. We'll probably be fine, but the G's now a tier two exposure sign. <laughs> and every dodgy bar in Paran, it would appear. Every dodgy bar, which is all the bars in Paran, if yeah, we're being totally. honest. And the, I think the ventilation in those bars is no not good. Ah. It's like that episode of Holston where the Bet Midler lookalike dies in the vents, and you won't get that, but everyone else who listened <laughs> will. So, yes, it's a scary time, but that's fine. I only had, like, a complete mental breakdown last lockdown, so this will be fine. Four days. <laughs> Totally good. But we will wait and see. You're going into this lockdown with more Ritalin and more ring lights. And, it's true. And, and an established podcast, at least. Thank God. I know. <laughs> Ritalin and ring lights. That should be the name of my next live show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll keep... I mean, obviously, if you're a Melbourneite, we obviously feel for you. If you're in other states, don't send me your thoughts and prayers. I don't give a shit about them. Don't send me your laughter and light. Don't send me anything. Send me gin and your Netflix password. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Okay? Maybe become one, a friend of the pod. Yeah. If one person sends me good energy, I'll tell you right now what you can do with that good energy. Jesus I Christ. can confirm she doesn't need more energy. I don't need there's any more. Of, she doesn't need any more Something energy. radioactive is happening here. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having my first coffee in nine weeks. That's what's happening. Okay, moving on from that. Oh, Eurovision. Now, I obviously love Eurovision, but to my disappointment, it's got way too credible in the last, I reckon, decade even. Do you think? Oh, yeah. It's been a while. I mean, uh, apparently if you really put your time into the semifinals. Mm. uh, Oh, it's worth it. Yeah, then you can see some of the weird, strange, unexplainable shit. But the actual main show, the grand final, is so slick and well-produced and some of the music is borderline good. It's good. Yeah. It's like you would listen to it. And a lot of the contestants, like, one whole band, everyone wore black. But, like, it's a disqualification. Yeah. Don't go to Eurovision. And we're black, unless you are the crew. And even oh. then, I permit sequin jock straps on the crew. Totally, sequin jock straps and prosthetics, and just pull out a figure skater for no reason. Oh. That's what you should be doing. Hundred million bajillion percent. Like, actually, there should be a tick, a form on the fucking Eurovision entry. <laughs> Do you have dry ice swans, figure skaters, fireworks, Russian grandmothers? If you don't tick all those boxes, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're ineligible to enter Eurovision. It makes me mad how credible it's got. But something did save it this year. First of all, Italy won. Yes! Because famously, Italy pulled out of Eurovision for many years because they said it was rigged. Oh, that's so <laughs> Italian. <laughs> they refused to compete. They refused to compete because they never made the final and it was rigged. The most Italian thing of all time. Well, I mean, I don't believe it's rigged necessarily, but I do believe that it, the, the voting is not at oh, all based on... countries collude together. Yeah, totally. And the Million. UK is just being punished. Point. F- look, fair enough. No, I mean, Brexit. The year, we need to talk about this year's entrant of the UK. It looks like his dad bought him, his rich dad bought him a spot on Eurovision. That's how we're describing this year's English entrant. That's how British society's always worked. Mate, <laughs> this guy was strutting around the stage. Like, and he had, you know, the, the gate where the feet are wide open. Like, he was kind of waddling like an, a rich daddy's boy holding a glass of cognac with a cigar that makes him cough and he can't sing but he wants to be a singer. And this was pretty much Eurovision's their entrant. And he got nil point. 
Sounds like I'd relate to him. <laughs> and I just went, obviously that's disgraceful. Unless, of course, your dad wanted to fund your Eurovision entry, in which case I'm all for it. Mate, I would make my dad perform, not only fund it, but perform on the stage Definitely. with me. Of course. <laughs> I would have everyone have Elio there. It would be a full multi-generational experience. Mm. And by the time I even do Eurovision, which I'm planning to like do when I'm around 50, maybe my cellist had a child by then. Oh, my God, four generations on the stage. Oh, Can you imagine? Amazing. <gasps> but anyway... Italy did win. But before I knew Italy won, I saw a headline, a, a Eurovision winner does a, a questionable act during live cross. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading around the line that someone had snorted a line of cocaine. I was like, oh, my God, that's hectic. And then I saw that it was Italy. And I was like, oh, that's my brand. It does surprise <laughs> me. And I was, I'm sorry if this upsets anyone. I think I was proud. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've made a mark in Eurovision history. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was just like, I did. It was pride. It was. It was like, it was Italy. Ah, cool. And so the band, I read the band's name is, I think it's Manskin, Mainskin. And they're a rough band. <laughs> as long as it's not Foreskin. <laughs> Foreskin would be amazing. It would be a good Eurovision name. Such a good Eurovision name. Damiano David is his name, the guy who's accused of doing it. And what I loved was they just flat out denied it. So everyone's like, um, we saw you snorting cocaine on the trolley. No, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, we, we got it on video. Nope. No. <laughs> we literally have it on camera. No, we did not do that. And they've returned home to Italy, total heroes. Mm. And I read an article which went to pains to say the drug controversy has not marred their reception in any way. Like, no one in Italy gives a shit. Oh, no one. And your Italian blood's on board. Look at you. You're well, thrilled. Remember that country was run by Silvio Berlusconi, who used to have the bunga bunga parties. Like, this feels really low-key. That country is used to insane men in charge doing whatever the fuck they want. They were there to represent their culture, and they did, goddammit. Totally represent. It's like, what? don't have Italians there if you don't expect this kind of behaviour. Don't be shocked when you order Italy on the menu and you get Italy. So he, though, has since come forward and said, I'll, I will take a drug test. I'll do it. I do. Ah. Yeah, that's like, what, in six weeks when it's totally <laughs> <religious system. laughs> Look, I'm not saying that I condone drugs, but I don't care that he did it. It doesn't make me hate them. It doesn't make me, it actually made me love them more, to be honest. Well, yeah, and we should also <laughs> say it was during the vote tallying process. Oh, yeah, explain what happened. Yeah, so they were all, you know that bit in Eurovision where they're all sitting around watching the votes come in and they constantly are cutting back and forth between the different countries, the different teams, and you never quite know when you're on camera. Like, it can spring up on you. And they sort of sit around a, like, coffee table sort of thing it's like on the a couch. a booth. A booth, yeah. yeah, with a whole lot of drinks on it and everything like that. Oh, yeah. And he did bow his head yep. <laughs> right down to, like, the table level. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, it d- did appear to be some sort of snorting action, although he's denied it. Hasn't he claimed he was broken he saw glass. some broken glass? Yeah. Don't snort broken glass, boss. <laughs> <laughs> must have ground down pretty fine. Someone must have had an anger grinder in there or some kind of glass shaver. Yeah, he's never broken glass. I mean, I am. Look, the, uh, the only reason why I'd give him the benefit of the doubt is it does seem strange that they'll be racking up on that, like, uh, table Italians. of the official. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't know if he did it. How many things can you get away with by saying, you're Italian? Don't you think they're Italian can apply to anything? Oh, okay. I once worked with an explosive boss who was prone to yelling and we're all a bit like, the yelling's getting a bit of, and the the response was, he's Italian. Yeah, 100%. But if you feel like there was a woman screaming at a dog on the side of the street, it was really out of control. And you're like, oh my God. And then someone goes, she's Italian. You're like, ah. (laughs) 
It's a different, it's like Carl Sanderland. It's a different set of rules. It's just, okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just, you just get used to that kind of behaviour. Yeah, so I really do want to enter Eurovision eventually, but I want to bring back vintage Eurovision. Like I want swans, men in white linen, to reveal a costume change into just jocks with my head on their cock area. And I want live birds, live animals. It's got to be like a circus bonkers. Mm. That's what I want to bring back because Eurovision is sorely missing that. Cirque du Soleil, but in much worse taste. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil meets RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, I don't even know. I just want to bring back that idea of just... Because Russia this year did have a bonkers act where the woman was kind of inside this big babushka costume that kind of rolled around the stage. And I'm like, hello, hello. But then she busted out of it and she was in this cool boiler suit and she did this really great kind of consent rap. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you don't turn it on for admirable. No. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to have a quick break now. I've got to go to the toilet because I've had three children. And when we come back, we'll be talking about, oh, a possible new thruple that we're obsessed with. And also, Michael's listening to an album he's way too old to appreciate. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Okay, so I sent you a series of pictures a couple of days ago. I think it was about five in the morning. It was very important. Mm-hmm. There was a thruple alert. Apple News again sent it to me as an alert. <laughs> and they no, no, I'm used to getting the 5am dick pic alert, but I don't. I believe this is our debut thruple alert. Oh, there hasn't been a dick pic alert in so long. Pandemic. There was That's a, the problem. So true. There was a period of time where, like, there was a dick pic epidemic. Oh. Like, Justin Bieber. He was doing Orlando a tour of the Bloom. world, wang out. It was amazing. <laughs> and I remember you beat me to the punch on Orlando Bloom. And I remember, like, my friend went off at 5 a.m. I looked down and my, like, my eyes were all blurry and it looked like he'd sent me a picture of, like, a newborn baby. And I was like, that is an ugly kid. And then my eyes focused and I was like, oh, my God, it's bloody Orlando Bloom third Legolas. Like, he was full on. Chasing and killing some just another day at the office. I just want to credit him. He also was doing, he was paddling. He was paddling. Yeah. Katie, uh, what I loved about it, I mean, that's a next level dick pic. And also just how bored Katie Perry Katie looked. Was so she bored. was so slumped. His nutsack was literally clipping the back of her head. <laughs> Every time he went in for an oar, every time he went in to go, like, do a row, it would be like, floop. That's my sound effect for for nutsack hitting back of head. And and she didn't flinch. She did look bored. She did. Yeah. And so there was a, a spate of dick pics. That obviously, the Chris Evans one was, I think, our last one, wasn't it? That was a lockdown one, though. Captain and Yeah, America. and that was an unintentional posting. Yes. Oh, my God, I forgot what we're talking about because all I can think we're talking about is Orlando Bloom's nutsack. Oh, yeah, right. So the thruple alert. Now, I don't know if everyone is a, as aware of Taika Waititi as we are. It feels like a bit of a film nerd thing. I reckon, well, people certainly know the films. Yeah, so Taika Waititi is the director of... Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Cork. I'm kind of like the leader in here. But he's making the next Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. With, obviously, the OG crew. And they're bringing in a lot of people. Natalie Portman's back from the OG Thor. And so he has... But he's also, he's New Zealand royalty. Maori New Zealand, Hunt for the Wooded People and Jojo Rabbit. And What We Do in the Shadows too. Yeah, amazing comic. He's hilarious. Silver Fox. Yes, very attractive. 45. Was in a long-term marriage with a fellow producer they have two kids together and then that marriage broke down and he is now dating Rita Ora Rita Ora yeah is joining me now I'm obsessed with the way you say your name Rita Ora Rita Ora <laughs> yeah Rita Ora 
Aurora. Brit Aurora. Pop star about 15 years She's his 30. junior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's kind of been because everyone's in Sydney they're, and they've all been going out and hanging out, like having dinners with Russell Crowe and Natalie Portman and they go yeah. to football. And Sydney is, is basically West Hollywood at this point. Pretty much. Sasha Baron Cohen, everyone's hanging out with everyone. Mm. And apparently every weekend, Tyker hosts these big wild parties at his place and they go for three days. And over the weekend, he went on the balcony with Rita Ora and. Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson. Now, Tessa Thompson also stars in Ragnarok. So I'm saying that I want to be on the team. She's also one of the Valkyrie. Yeah, so she's amazing. She was also in Creed as well mm. with Michael B. Jordan. Another Jordan? intensely Johnson. attractive person. Oh, he's so good looking. Anyway, so she's also a young, beautiful woman in her beautiful. 30s. And so Rita Ora, Rita Ora and Taika and Tessa were photographed on the balcony all kissing together. Doing some smooches. Doing some, yeah. And Tiger had his hand around Tessa and had his hand around uh, Rita. And wasn't it sort of like it was a bit of an early morning shot after a full night? That was well, the premise of the... Some people have gone straight to, oh, my God, they're in a thruple. Now, thruples for me, I'm obsessed with the idea of thruples because I would like to be in a thruple but a plutonic thruple. I would like to bring in another woman to just be my wife. But just in all, <laughs> just in every sense of that word of support... <laughs> Help with planning. Just like, I just need another wife. No sex stuff with, like, anyone. <laughs> but I love the idea of a platonic <laughs> I love it. The paps will find some woman will be there ajaxing your kitchen and they'll be like, "Trouble alert for Emma <laughs> yeah, She's just, achieved it. Yeah, not, not even ajaxing. I don't want her to do that. I don't want the woman to come in and clean. We'll hire someone. We'll make Scott do it. I'm all wanting to come in and just help organise shit, you know, <laughs> and also just back me up. Yeah, she did say that. How dare you do that? I just want, like, I almost want a hype lady, you know? Finished. Bye. So I do like the idea of a thruple. Now, the first time a thruple came to my attention was Tilda Swinton. Yes. Who I'm obsessed with. I love her. Okay, my babes, I want you undivided. She's an enigma wrapped in prosciutto, that woman. She is 60 years old. She doesn't look a day over 40. No. Not that that matters. Not that we're congratulating her, but I'm just pointing out she is of another species. Very recently played Asian, wasn't cancelled. How does she do it? And also has come out as queer. Yeah, right. But just hasn't really defined what she means by that because she's only said that we know being with men, but she said, I've always felt like I'm queer. So she was married to a guy named John Byrne. They had twins. And then she got herself a boyfriend as well, Sandro Kopp. Mm. And... From what we know, they were a thruple for quite some time. It seems now that she's just paired off with the younger man, Sandro, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's an artist who they met on the set of Narnia. If it's a war Aslan wants, it's a war he shall get. I've done my research. You really have. Well done. Yeah. But I don't think, oh, this makes me sad to say, I don't think Tyke is in a thruple with Tessa and Rita Ora. Rita Ora. It looked more like a really good night. I just that think... was drifting on to the early hours of the morning and people were getting a bit affectionate and there was a lot of love going around. I agree. Like, if anyone's listening and you've had a big night out and you've gone all night and then you go to your mate's house afterwards and you're all kind of, like, happy husks of the persons you were two days. You know, you're, you're an empty loose. shell. Yeah. You're loose. You're hugging everyone. They were having mimosas, it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it was literally... That. Tessa Thompson was there. She wanted a nose rub. You were happy to oblige. 
it turned into something a little bit more. What I love about the pictures the most is actually, I mean, obviously, the initial imp- I've looked at them several times. Oh, mate. The initial impact was the three, but then what I more love is watching the other people around them. Oh, There's same. a lady that comes briefly and has a little bit of a sit down, and she looks like she's up for quite a serious conversation with someone, and then she disappears. But my favourite is the Stenmark model. The weird he, dude. Yes. He drifts in. Yeah. So these are these twins. Yes. I can't remember their names. I know, they are, they're twins. Yeah, yeah. and yep. I don't know whether they're in the movie or whether they just get mandatory invitations to sure every Sydney A-list party. Yep, but but he saunters up and he's got sort of, I read in the energy a bit of a kind of like, maybe I could maybe I could turn this into a quad situation and then sort of sits down, has a bit of a chat and then goes on his way. And a I feel quapple. like shot down, shot oh. down. That's what I feel. I feel like he couldn't quite, he wasn't loose enough, he wasn't cool enough, he wasn't mischievous enough to enter in. No, he had like a black, he wasn't dressed, there wasn't the right vibes coming from him. I no. wanted more of a low-cut shirt, undone to belly button vibe from him. He really needed to think about his costume. If you're going to infiltrate a hot thruple, mm, he just And felt, they all feel a bit queer, even though... Yeah, no, yeah. they're all a bit more fluid yeah, and cool, yeah. the three of those people. So I don't think they are. But what a fantastic couple of days of obsessing over the photos. Also, I'm going to say it, it's made me judge Tiger a bit. <gasps> nothing makes sense here, man. The only thing that does make sense is that nothing makes sense. Because he left the wife. Yeah. It well, feels a bit cliche. But if you're going to walk out on your marriage. I don't know. I just thought he was kind of this, he's such a great, he's, he, you know, he only hires Indigenous crew and he hires local Indigenous crew and he goes out of his way to make sure that there are strong female characters and, he, like, he just seems to do everything right. Oh, and, yeah. He and, was like he was like the next form of evolution, so elevated, and maybe he's a bit more like a normal man. Is this normal? Yeah. yeah, I did think he was a bit like, yeah, of an elevated species to everyone else. I did put him up on a pedestal, and then finding out he's just like everyone else, mm. bit, I think it's, it's just a little bit, I'm not judging. It's fine. You do, you no, do what you want to do. If any one of us had the opportunity to have a bit of a kissy mimosa with Rita Ora <laughs> and Tessa Thompson, who is going to say no? No one. Not you. You wouldn't. You'd Rita be there. Aura. Rita Aura. Anyway, finally, finally, before we sign off for the week, you're listening to an album you're just too old to listen to. I can't. If you had told me that I would f- have this form of judgment from you, that you of all people would say I should start acting my age. Well, who is it? Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, don't pretend you don't know that. I name. don't. Her name is Olivia Rodrigo. And she had a debut single, which was like one of those singles that just. I went number one all around What's the world. What's it called? Seatbelt. Drive. <laughs> 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 I don't Driver's license. Oh, so close. I'm going to say, <laughs> I can't, the last time like a sort of a heartbreak song like that went so bananas was, was probably Adele, someone like you. I can't mm. remember the last time something like that happened. And she's, everyone wondered how she's going to go with the, like, the album release. Okay, she sang one sort of like appealing sad song. Is she a Disney star? Yes. Right. So she she feels like she's a, like a, a power combination of every pop star of the past twenty years. Ariana Grande. She feels like Ariana. She feel, but Miley. then she also feels like Lord. So the the album is called Sour. Oh my god! And then, albeit that it's very breakup focused, there's a lot of different energies on it. Like she's got a new number one called Good for You, which is very sort of much more sort of punky attitude. Is it like Alanis Morissette? Uh, not that fierce. Oh. Not that fierce. It's more. It's more your Miley when she goes into her yep. into her poppy fierceness. And yes, she. I mean, the, look. The tragic part of all of this is she's seventeen, 
And, and the rule is if we could have birthed them, we let the next generation I enjoy just, them. I think the rule for that is that's whether we can be attracted to them. And I'd, obviously I'm not attracted to them, but I am disturbed by the fact that someone who was born when I was 25, I do feel quite emotionally connected to the way she is explaining her adolescent years. I really, really do. I connect with a heartbreak. I'm here for it. She is so young that she's the star of the... High School Musical reboot and High School Musical, I was already too old for the original. Yeah. And she's the star of the reboot. Yeah. My, my cellist, my daughter, who is only 19, is having real issues with the fact that the High School Musical reboot person that she's watching, even though she's tragically old to be watching her, is now also making this music. Like, I don't even think Cella can listen to it. <gasps> and she's 19. The issue She writes I- every one of her songs. She plays piano and guitar. Yeah, I'm not doubting the talent, <laughs> but I don't have the emotional capacity nor the desire to invest in her. I just don't. Because she's 17. Because she... Also, because I have an issue with the current style of singing that's going on. Okay. Go. Why? I mean, I love Billie Eilish. I love um, this person, Olivia. I I respect what they're making and doing. Lord, great. But I like singers who rip the shreds. I I love divas. I love actual big voice. Just... Tearing the microphone apart, singers. Mm. But this current generation, it's kind of like... <laughs> I'll do my impersonation. <laughs> sad all the time, even though I'm really rich and beautiful and thin. I have a heartbreak <laughs> that no one can understand. It's actually quite a compelling performance. Yeah, no, that's... I think this is, you should think about it. It's like... <laughs> Honestly, it has the power of Orlando Bloom's nutsack hitting the back of Katy Perry's head. <laughs> I want the ore to, to hit fair, me in the back that, of the head. <laughs> that paddled nutsack has stood the... T- we're, it's emblazoned on our minds, all right? And as Olivia Rodrigo's songs are. It's fine. I just notice that there's... It's true. But, no, you need to you need to listen to the full album. She does snarl out a few of them. Not... I'm not saying she's in the Aretha Beyonce... I don't have space for in my heart. Oh, I've wow. got to an age where... As Madonna would say, you're frozen when your heart's not open. Well, I am. When it comes <laughs> to music, I think I've officially reached the <gasps> ceiling... You've drawn it, curtain. ...of being able was to Harry take... Was Harry Styles the last one mm. through? I don't think I can take on any more new artists. You're like Indiana Jones racing to the closing door and yep. Harry Styles was the hat and you grabbed it and yep. then that's it. Harry Styles is the Indiana Jones hat. A million percent. That's it. Like, he was the last person I could let into my heart. I'm done. I wonder when I'll call... I'm calling time. Although I did let in Dowdy Freya, who is the Netherlands entrant into Eurovision. I do love him and his wife, who are adorable, and he gave up performing on Eurovision because she got coronavirus, and and he said, no, I'm not doing it without her, and she's pregnant with their child, and, like, they are the most amazing, cute little nerdy couple. So I did let them into my heart. But I just, Olivia is like, great, I'm glad she's there. I see you, I see you, I observe (laughs) you, I'm happy for you, but I'll leave that to my kids. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I can't. I can't do it. I, I do understand intellectually, but nonetheless, <laughs> I still have the. I still put on that music, and you know, I too am that seventeen-year-old. <laughs> like, actually, as if as if I dated anyone in my teenage years. Of course not. Was a <laughs> no one was interested. I was a terrible nerd, but I can still emotionally connect with it. Oh well, there you go. That's fine. Um, so Olivia Rodrigo, sour. <laughs> so sad. I'm seventeen with my own Disney show. <laughs> All right, that's it from us this week. Stay strong, Melbourne. And to the other states, shut up.
Shut up. <laughs> Send me gin. Come to my shows. If it's still happening, just watch the airwaves. We'll let you know. If you've got tickets, don't worry. You will be refunded or just hold on to them and we're going to reschedule if we have to. But you will not. You'll hear. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, not, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not fine because I'm a national too. I might not go here. There you go. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Sam. This is Emsolation. Well, that's it. You got to the end of another episode of Emsolation. Hope you liked it. Hey, I've got some pretty exciting news. If you, look, if you'd like to just really immerse yourself in the whole Emsolation experience, well, I've got a couple things for you. First of all, we are going to start sending out emails, pen pal situation, electronic pen pals. Uh, what I'm saying is we're starting a mailing list. And every Thursday in your inbox, you will get some deliciousness from us. Ben, giggling Ben, who writes all the episode descriptions, will be team captain on that. And in it, you'll get, oh, you know, think movie picks, music picks, links to things we've spoken about, you know, just a little handy kind of supplement. So if you want to be a pen pal of Emsolation, you'll also get kind of first dibs on knowing when we're going to be doing our live shows, which we will be doing some live recordings of the show with an audience in the second half of the year. So if you want to sign up, you need to, well, you need to go to the Instagram page at Emsolation Podcast. We've got all the links there waiting for you. Secondly, we're going to be also starting a YouTube channel. So all the show videos will be in one spot for you to go and enjoy. And thirdly, there's now an Emsolation Facebook group group because I just was thinking about it and you guys are such an incredible community but there's no place for you all to hang out so I thought a group is a nice place not a page because we can't really control that and anyone can comment but a group it's private you have to apply to get in we've asked you a very difficult question the answer is Harry Styles and um, you guys can make friends it's so hard to make friends as an adult and I'm guessing if you are a fan of the Emsolation podcast then you're going to find some pretty like-minded individuals because it's a certain crowd we attract. Fucking legends. So again, go to the Emsolation Podcast Instagram page and there you'll be able to sign up to the mailing list. You'll be able to join the Facebook group and you'll be able to find out all the information on the YouTube channel so you can watch the videos whenever your little heart wants. All right, that's enough from me. Thank you as always for being here. Fingers crossed. Everything's okay in Melbourne. Yay! Love you guys. Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Mark DeVilla. With videos by Liam O'Brien. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jim Evans and Georgia Watts. And occasional technical trickery and wizardry from M's dad Vinci. Get more from Emsolation with M. Rossiano by following Emsolation Podcast on Instagram. You can also join our secret club by joining our Facebook group at Emsolation. And make sure you're following us on the Spotify app. We, of course, hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll chat with you again soon.